Get used to the mantra, all gas, no brakes. We're gonna find passionate people that love the game of football, that they hate losing more than they love winning. It's the Jets White Podcast, and we're back. It's Jake Shaw and Lorenzo, as always, joined tonight by our very good friend, loyal listener to the podcast, Brian Cunningham. Very busy show ahead of us. First day of free agency is underway. Somebody might want to tell Joe Douglas that. We will get into that in just a moment. But first, gentlemen, I'm sure we could be doing better. How are we? I guess I'll go first. I'm doing okay. You know, first day of free agency, not going uh, ideally for us Jets fans, but we're hanging in there. Uh, some more moves to be made. How are you guys doing? I'm trying to be patient. Just trying to be patient and even keeled as possible. But uh, time is ticking. Yep. What's up, guys? It's a pleasure to be on. You guys put out a great product every week. I'm excited to talk Jets. Uh, I'm not feeling too hot about our start, but, you know, it's a long run. We got to stay patient. We'll see what happens. So let's just rip the Band-Aid off uh, Joe, Th- Joe Tooney finally figured out how to say his name, even though he's not coming here. Um, signed with the Kansas City Chiefs, a, a major bombshell today. Everybody expected it to be really the Jets or the Cincinnati Bengals, possibly a return to the Patriots. But five years, $80 million, joins probably the best team in the National Football League, protecting the best quarterback in the National Football League. What are our thoughts there? Do we think Douglas dropped the ball? Do you think he should have given him a higher offer that he could not refuse? Or just nothing we could do there because, you know, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. So I want to hear someone's thoughts on that first. Um, It's definitely disappointing because we wanted to sign, you know, a good, good, solid, dependable guy for the line, especially a guard spot. But it, at the end of the day, in, in my opinion, I think Joe Douglas – probably came close to that number, just came down to you're going to play for a Super Bowl team or, or, or you're going to play for the Jets. And something we got to face is, you know, these last 10 years have been pretty, pretty bad. So you got to look at it from a free agent perspective, you know. Do they want to come here? You know, it might be harsh to say their careers die, but it's it's not the best. You don't think positive thoughts when you think of the Jets these days. So that's kind of my take on it. Yeah, I agree with Sean there. It's like thinking about it from a player's perspective, you kind of almost have to get overpaid to come here. As le- at least that's what our history has been. Mike McCagnan is a is a good example of that. Like that's the only way these guys are coming here. And are you going to really pay Joe Tooney twenty million dollars, uh, you know, to play on this team? Um, some might disagree with that. Uh, some might agree, but I was just disappointed he's not here and that um, Corey Lindsay as well didn't sign. But you know, plan B at this point. Yeah, to piggy, piggyback off those guys, I agree. I mean, I wanted Joe Thune, but when you look at the contract he got, and I did hear that the Jets were interested, sounds like it just came down to Joe Thune wanting to play with Pat Mahomes. I mean, you can't compete with a guy like Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs when you're going after guys in free agency. They certainly have that edge, and that looks like it's what it came down to there. Exactly. Yeah, well – Tooney, I was fine with. It's we can't get too mad. Joins the Super Bowl champs. It wasn't like he took like a one-year deal to join the Super Bowl. Cha- oh, defend, not the Super Bowl champs anymore, but they were in the Super Bowl last year. They won the Super Bowl the year before. You get the point. Um, you know, it wasn't like he took a one-year deal. 
wasn't like he took a huge discount. He still got $80 million, okay? He got a massive payday, so it's hard to get annoyed there. But here's where the wheels really fell off for me. The hours go on, and Corey Lindsley's gone. Okay, he got a lot of money from the Chargers. He's 29. All right. It is what it is there. And then I see the notification that Yannick Ngakwe gets two years, $26 million. We, we, couldn't, we couldn't match that. We couldn't do better than that. I was thinking this guy's going to get, you know, five years, $70, 80000000 million. He, one of the best sack artists in the league over the last five years. I get it. He had a bad year last year. But, you know, it, no offseason to go play for the Minnesota Vikings. He had the whole contract thing with the Jaguars. I believe he was late showing up at the Vikings camp as it was. So he had that going on. And then he gets traded at midseason to the Ravens, a, another completely different system over there. Sorry if he didn't have the year everybody anticipated. And for us not to match that two years, $26 million in a 4-3 defense that needs a speed rusher and the production from Yannick Ngakwe over the last five years, it's right up there with anybody. And for that price, for us not to take a stab when we don't have any building blocks, it's not even like this guy is an aging player. It's not like he's declining. He's just entering the prime of his career for us not to at least come close to that offer. There was no excuse to be outbid by anybody, let alone the Raiders. It's just inexcusable. And it just looks like we're bargain basement shopping. We're going to talk about our big move today, Jared Davis. Ooh, ooh, you know, really uh, moving the needle there. It just looks like a lot. The stench from last offseason is just so fresh in my brain right now. It, not good. Not good. So <laughs> – uh, let's transition a little bit. Let's talk about Jared Davis real quick. It's amazing how we have to lead with him today as our big signing. But one year, $7.5 million. Uh, take us through everybody's thought process right here when they heard of the news that this was our big splash of the day. My first reaction was who? But yeah, that's... <laughs> I think that was probably all our reactions. But we talked about linebackers is one of the many positions on a team that is in need of being replenished. So you can't get mad at that. I mean, the quality of the player, we were trying to go big game hunting, obviously, with certain players. And there's one thing to add with Corey Lindsley. Connor Hughes said we didn't even pick up the phone and call him. So that's kind of – I don't know how much to think uh, into that, but I don't, I don't yeah. like hearing it. I think he wanted the West Coast. The, the, all okay. those teams were – in warmer climates, if I'm not mistaken. It, it looked like he had a particular destination in mind. Maybe we knew something. Who knows? But continue. Yeah, I mean, that, that definitely makes sense, uh, like explaining how we don't even call him. But, yeah, as far as Jared Davis, I mean, he had a 100-tackle season like two years ago. Um, they said he could be a good fit for the defense, but, you know, it's not, it's not going to make any of us feel good, you know? He's just not a building block. Like, yeah, exactly. It reminds me of George Fant, uh, Brashad Perriman, uh, all these one-year Alex Lewis, Van Roten. Same type of signing. Doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah, another one-year deal from Joe Douglas. It's not really unbelievable at all. Yeah, I uh, pretty much share Sean's point there. And I was actually going to say that this reminded me of the George Fant just situation like the first guy we signed oh, no <laughs> you're like who the heck is this but uh no honestly i mean hopefully this guy can play i mean that's all i don't know too much i i've heard the same things as sean kind of from everybody else like he could be a good fit for the defense so i guess we, we just have to wait and see at this point 
This almost reminds me of, remember a couple of seasons ago, the Jets' first free agent signing was, I think, Josh Bellamy or something. Oh, God. <laughs> right? So that's what this reminds me of. But I feel is, like Rod Davis. Is he? He did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did something. He got arrested for some type of scheme. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> But the, I guess the one good thing about Gerard Davis, as Sean mentioned, that 100-tackle season, I mean, he did have six sacks that year, too. So you just got to hope for the best with Salah. Hopefully he could turn him into a formidable player. But, you know, it is what it is. It sucks that that was a first signing, you know. But Yeah, it's like guy runs fast. He was a first-round pick in 2017. So clearly he has some type of potential that I guess he hasn't gotten the opportunity to tap into uh the Detroit Lions obviously don't know how to develop players at a high level so take that for what you will wasn't in the right scheme blah 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 this is a typical oh well in this new defense and new coaching staff we're gonna really uh untap the goods and Jared Davis so we'll see what it is I think uh if anything it's just another body because who did the Jets really have at that inside linebacker spot CJ Mosley who I guess is for sale I don't even think we should even discuss that because nobody is trading for that contract, okay? No, nobody in their right mind. Maybe if they lose a bet, they'll trade for that contract. But no one's paying C.J. Mosley $22 million this year. Like, no shot. So, uh, Blake Cashman's always hurt. So, it is what it is. Let's move on as the Jets are rumored to be hot on some other players. We've heard this one before. And the big name that I heard today was Trey Hendrickson of the New Orleans Saints, our, our last guest, Nick Spano, on the show last week was uh, adamant that the Jets are at the front of the line for Trey Hendrickson. They think he's a great fit in this Robert Sala 4-3 base defense. So what is everybody's thoughts on Trey Hendrickson? Is that a name that gets you going a little bit and back into the mood of this offseason, or is that just another, eh, we, we need more kind of move? Um, I think I could speak for, for us. I think it would, be, it would be a name that gets me going. I mean, we obviously need more. He wanted the offensive line to be short up, but I think, I mean, he, he had a pretty good year last year, so you can't be mad at a signing like that. At this point, you just want to see those signings start coming off the board, at least the higher end talent ones, you know? Yeah, I mean, just after today and not really signing anyone really, I would I would be pretty excited about, uh, you know, Trey Hendrickson. I just don't want to him be the only guy and we have to overpay for someone like him because then it's like, uh, you know, we could have had more, but – no, we'll wait and see. I do like him as a player, though. Is he a one-year wonder, though? Like, do you think that you're kind of signing him for what he could do rather than – because he had one good year, 13 and a half sacks. Yeah. The analytics really don't support him either. All right, he, he didn't win a ton of one-on-one -on -one battles. Like, these were a lot of coverage sacks, a lot of garbage. Just saying. I, I'm pointing yeah, out no, yeah. what the numbers say. Like, <laughs> is any, something to note. Is you, anybody you concerned it. about this? Because <clears> – <throat> You know, I get it. He's 26. He's an edge rusher. We haven't had an edge rusher, but there's a lot of names out there on that market. Okay. And how, how are we hyping up Trey Hendrickson more than Yannick Ngakwe? Can someone if explain that to me? If you're signing Trey Hendrickson to be, you know, Lawrence Taylor, then that's your expectations are too off. I think if you add him into, add, add another edge rusher with Trey Hendrickson, that could be building something, you know? I think he could be a Calvin Pace type player for us. Okay. Not, I'll, I'll take that. Calvin Mason is a solid player, but, you know, I, I don't think we should be paying Trey Hendrickson upwards of $15, 16000000 million, okay? I think the max I'd go is probably like $14 million a year for him. But go ahead, Brian. Uh, get into Trey Hendrickson for us. Yeah, I mean, Trey Hendrickson – Wait, hold the phone. We got breaking news. 
Let's go. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. <laughs> there it is. Former Titans wide receiver Corey Davis reached an agreement on a three-year, $37.5 million deal that includes $27 million guaranteed with the New York Jets. Okay. Wow. I like it. Wow. Holy smoke. I was going to go. ask Nick Spano on the last podcast, but I didn't get to it. Like, who, who, uh, what player that's a free agent do you think that could take off their next uh, destination? And Corey Davis is a player I had in mind. So let's see what he can do, man. Him, him Mims, and Crowder, I mean, we'll see what they do with Crowder. But, hey, we're starting, we're starting somewhere. Wow. Fire, fire up like the YouTube that. highlight wow. tapes. Holy <laughs> smoke. Well, boys, let's, let's shift gears a little bit because this is <laughs> – Raw genuine <laughs> reaction here. Love I can't. I can't wait to publish this now. Like this is this is what we did this. This is what we do this for. <laughs> Corey Davis. Okay, let's break down the contract now that we know we we have a pulse. Uh, the bare minimum. All right. So wow, my hands are shaking now. Woo! What an adrenaline rush. So, I'm sorry to cut you off too, Brian. That that. No, that had that. to that had to be said. <laughs> I mean, finally the Jets uh, made it last week. Three years, thirty-seven and a half million dollars. I mean, that's yeah, twenty-seven guaranteed a year. Twenty-seven guaranteed. Hey, man, I thought this guy would get fifteen million a year. Type money. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what's what is everyone surprised? I feel like that's a little low. Uh yeah, it's definitely a little low. But I'm then again, with it. what do we know? Like, like you said, uh, Yannick and Galway got two years, twenty-six. So. Maybe the market's a little different this year. So no Galladay. There goes my guy Galladay. Uh, I said Corey this Davis a lot, though. My, I told uh, my mock off season, so hey, at least there's that. Which which one? Which one? The fifth or the sixth? Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I've got more than one. But um, you know what's crazy is I I said this to somebody. I think it was Lorenzo actually. Um, I did say Corey Davis is going to make a team look really smart this off season because I think they're. Unlike this Jared Davis character, I actually do believe that there's some untapped potential there. And I think, I think last year he was starting to finally come into his own. It took him a little bit longer than most, you know, first round draft pick. I believe, what was he like the fourth? Six pick. He was like a top six pick, something like that. It took him a little bit longer than most in that spot, but finally in a good offense, healthy legs under him finally started to develop and we let Robbie Anderson go when he started doing that and his what was Rob that was Robbie's like what third year or something like that I get it he was an undrafted free agent but I really like this move I'm gonna be honest with you and we can still go out there and address pass rusher cornerback interior offensive line we're on the board officially on the board not not that garbage <laughs> that we saw not that Jared Davis could be a good player but not that that not that now we're we're, we're here Go ahead, so Ryan. Where, Sorry. Where do we go from here? So, I don't know. I mean, you think about it. I mean, Mims, Corey Davis, and if the Jets hold on to Jameson Crowder, see what they do. Him in the slot. You know, that's pretty exciting. I'm definitely a fan of the move. I mean, I also thought he was going to get paid a little more money. I just thought he was exciting to watch last year, and I do think his best football is ahead of him. So, I'm definitely excited to see what uh, the Jets could do with him. What's – so, he's we're, – we're paying him like a wide – we're not paying him like a wide receiver one. No. I think it's a good deal. It's a good deal. Well, when you look at the guaranteed money, it's $9 million a year. That too. So, drafting a wide receiver 
What are our thoughts on that? Still maybe thinking about Rashad Depend- Bateman at Depends 23. It depends on what pick, yeah. Well, I just told you, 23. So oh, at 23 now, yeah. Yeah, 23. I mean, the way it looks now, I would like to go guard. So Jalen Waddle's there at 23, you don't take him? Oh, that's different. Yeah, that's <laughs> – I mean, well, Waddle makes 23, why not? <laughs> all right, well, here, here's why I'm going to tell you that that could be a possibility because did anybody think C.D. Lamb was going to be on the board not. for the Dallas Cowboys at, at 17 last year? No, you're right. You, you're really, right. you don't know. You really don't know, but wow. I'm sorry. I, I'm just – I'm really happy <laughs> right now. I, I'm very, very happy. I think Davis could be a beast and – um you know, our next quarterback needs weapons, and I'm glad Douglas finally prioritized offense for a change and spending on the offense, not one year, $3 million for Greg Van Roten and praying George Fant works out. So my next question for everybody else is, where do we go from here? Like, who is our next big signing? Let's go around the gallery here. Let's get some names. Let's go. We'll, we'll start with Brian. We didn't let him talk too much, and I interrupted him. He's <laughs> taking valuable time out of his day. So I want to hear from you. Let's see. One guy I would like the Jets. I know you guys are big on on this podcast all the time. You know what I'm going to say is Jamal Williams. Definitely like to see the see some like hot news there between Williams and the Jets because the Jets, they definitely need to improve at running back. What they have right now isn't even close to being suitable enough to be a winning team. So I would like to see him get involved with Williams. Yeah, so, like, what would you pay him? Would you give him, like, a multi-year Probably deal think, or? Yeah, I would definitely give him around, I would say, three years, $6 million per year, and then you got to add in incentives, too. I would say he's probably – he's going to be a hot commodity. Teams are definitely going to go to bid against – to go to bidding more against the Jets. So, the Jets are going to have to step up and pay him. He was rumored, by the way, Brian, by uh, Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network speaking this morning on Good Morning Football. The Jets were um, – linked to Jamal Williams when they were talking about Williams possibly leaving the Packers. Now he already said his goodbyes. He's gone. He said, keep an eye on the jets there. So we're very pro Jamal Williams yeah, podcast. So it. I agree. Um, Sean, any bigger name? I, I, Jamal Williams is a nice player. Don't get me wrong, but we got guys like Carl Lawson out there. We got Trey Hendrickson who we were just talking about, um, you know, at the cornerback position, we got Shaq, uh, Shaq Barrett. He's gone. Shaq Griffin, like, who are we thinking there? Or are we going to continue to build this offense? Um, I kind of want to see a big, a bigger edge guy like a Carl Lawson or Hendrickson, but I'm not going to complain in what like what position group gets uh like addressed. Like I would love to just like getting a true number one cornerback. So out of those three names, I mean, I like all those three names right there. Yeah, for me as well. Um. I do like Carl Lawson. I think we, I think we signed Trey Hendrickson. Um, I think there's a lot of rumors there. Um, Nick Spano talked about him a lot. He's gotten me on board as well. So I think that's our next uh, big signing. I do like Jamal Williams as well. Um, but I do think you can draft a, a running back as a day two pick if we don't sign a, a veteran running back. You know what's really crazy about the signing of Corey Davis? Now, here, here's my next question because I actually just heard of a good idea. I'm not going to give the clout to the person, but it's a good idea. I don't know who said it, actually. Let me take a look here. You know what? He was a guest on the show. Let's give him the clout. Is Patrick Wallace in uh, our group chat just said he's down to cut Crowder and sign another wide receiver. That other wide receiver, to me, sounds a lot like Kenny Galladay, like – 
Denzel, Denzel Mims could play that slot position. It'd be a nightmare, a, a matchup nightmare for slot cornerbacks. They are not big enough to cover that guy. He's a skilled enough route runner, in my opinion. Would you, even Corey Davis can slide inside. Would you cut Jamison Crowder now to save $10.5 million? Go out there and sign Galladay, and we got ourselves a freaking basketball team out there just jumping over people left and right, catching Zach Wilson bombs, hopefully, in a couple <laughs> months. Like, what are we thinking there? Do we, do we keep Crowder and we continue to build, you know, the, the edge rusher position room or um, the interior of the offensive line? Like, what are we thinking? I mean, if cutting Crowder means getting – like a Kenny Galladay, I'm 1 million percent on board with that. I mean, Galladay, Mims, and Davis, like you said, that's a matchup of nightmare right there. And I'll definitely be on board with that. Yeah, same here. I'd, I'd be excited as well. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. But for the fantasy of the Jetsway podcast, I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, especially with the young well, – well, viewing that the young quarterback does come into the draft, I think that would be huge to get a Galladay, Corey Davis, and Denzel Mims. You just see what the weapons do for the young quarterbacks. I mean, look what happened to Darnold. He got stuck with nobody. So that news would definitely be huge. I definitely think that would be a good move. Ah, to me, it makes so much sense. I Like Lorenzo said, I don't know. They might still cut Crowder and draft another guy. In that case, put put wide receiver at 23. Or Kadarius Toney, 23rd overall, makes a whole lot of sense to play that slot position. And also, you know, he could play outside as well. He's very skilled uh, wide receiver. So, guys, I'm going to rattle off some names here of some available free agents because I'm sure – I hope some some more breaking news happens. I hope we go on like a spending <laughs> spree like the Patriots. But there's Kenny Galladay, another interesting guy. We just talked about that slot receiver position. How about cutting Crowder and bringing Juju in to play in the slot? Maybe he keeps the TikToks at home. Just something to think about. <laughs> Trey Hendrickson. Carl Lawson, yay or nay? A lot of people on Jets Twitter really like Carl Lawson. Big yay, big yay. Yeah, yay. Yay. We have Will Fuller, probably out of that. Now, I did like Will Fuller coming into free agency for whatever it's worth. A lot of people gave me a hard time about that. But Hassan Riddick. Okay. I think he's a decent player. I would take him. Yeah, I would definitely – I would take him. Uh, Curtis Samuel. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, Jadavian Clowney. Eh. Probably not. Yeah, it's my first pass out of those names you said. Here's an interesting one: Keanu Neal. I like Keanu Neal. Reason I think it's especially with Oldberg coming back. I mean, coming over from Atlanta, and he played with Marcus May. Yeah, Florida. What's interesting about what's interesting about Keanu Neal? Apparently, he's open to a one-year deal. That's the word on the block that reestablishes value. Depends how you feel about Ashton Davis. Honestly, I didn't see anything too spectacular from him last year, to where I'm thinking he's a short thing. Yeah, I mean I Douglas. Douglas hears the word one-year deal. He'll be uh, all over that. Oh God. <laughs> well, now clearly not. Now he's giving out three-year deals. He's <laughs> he's really going all out. Uh, Richard Sherman, we were told not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep trusting the source. Um, Kyle Van Noy, no, probably not. I don't need the Dolphins' sloppy seconds. Come on now. Um, 
Jamal Williams we talked about. Two interesting running backs that I wanted to bring up. Or actually, make it three because one of them came to my mind. Number one, Marlon Mack, who Nick talked about last time. Number two, Todd Gurley. And how about Wayne Gallman as a sneaky free agent this offseason? I would, I would be good for one-year deals for, like, any of those guys, honestly. I'm not going to lie. Wayne Gallman excites me the most. He looked he looked pretty solid last year for the Giants. I'm not gonna lie. Catch, so catches passes too. Yeah, that's that'd be interesting. That'd be very interesting. I liked what I saw from Marlon Mack before the injury too. He would like be an him. interesting one too. He was a like, he was a good runner. I like Marlon Mack. I think if you can get him for like one year, two and a half, three million dollars, I think that's a steal. Like seriously, that's a steal. So let's go let's go around the table again. Let's predict who the ne- the next Jets signing is because um, we never know. We, we, we don't know because this, the next signing could be while we're recording this podcast. So what does everybody think? Let's throw out a name. Sean, you go first. I'm going to go Jamal Williams. You know, he's been linked to us it. a bunch. He's not, not a huge price tag on the guy. I think we'd all like it. Let's send the positive vibes out there. Jamal Williams will be a New York Jet next. That needs to happen, man. I, I, I like our favorite player on this podcast is freaking Jamal Williams. We've mentioned him too many times. He's bound to come. Uh, for me, I would say, I'll say Trey Hendrickson. I'll, I'll stick to my guns here. Four yeah, I'm agreeing there. with Lorenzo. I'm going Trey Hendrickson. I think the edges are they're going to start flying off the board. They already kind of are. I think they're going to continue to, and the Jets are going to have to make a move there. Yeah, uh, I would probably have to say Hendrickson, but for the sake of uh, the program, how about Kwan Williams? Yeah, probably more of a a sense, more of a second way. Or how about you know what? Talk about edge rushers. Sticking with the theme, Kerry Hyder. It's your guy. Makes a lot of sense. (laughs) I really like. I really like him. I he's a solid favorite too. I'm pretty confident in saying that. I think both Williams and Hyder are going to be New York Jets. Those like pretty, two, two nice pieces right there. Yeah. So um, before we go, let's put our guest in uh, kind of the hot seat here. Let's let's <laughs> let's see how he's feeling heading into the off season. All right. I get I get a series of questions. These guys can chime in. So with the second overall pick in the draft, what are you thinking? Like Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, obviously trade for Deshaun Watson, um, if possible, but Let's just go Wilson, Fields, Lance, Mac Jones. Who's the pick? Or not take a quarterback. Trade back and stick with Darnold. Zach Wilson. Any just not a big Justin Fields guy? No, I would just say from the reports on Wilson, it seems like he really does fit the system. And I feel like he would do a good job with uh, LaFleur. I feel like he's an accurate passer. He's athletic. And, you know, he's been he's been getting a lot of rumors lately that he should be a number one pick. But – you know, Trevor Lawrence is there, and I feel like the Jets could get a steal. This guy could be a generational talent. Yeah, there's no way he's the number one pick. Our co-host, Sean, believe it or not, was like the first person. I have to give him credit. He liked Zach Wilson before anybody else did. <laughs> he, he really did. Like, I, I even have the receipts to prove it in case anybody yeah. was wondering. Um, all right, so now we know kind of how the offseason was shaping out. So quarterback at two. Jets' next two picks. Let's just go with – 
you know, these are premium assets, first, second round picks. So 23 overall, 34 overall. What positions would you like to see the Jets grab there? Because based on what you think is going to happen for the rest of free agency. Well, you look at free agency, I think a ready offensive line is definitely going to need to be addressed with one of those two picks. I'd probably say, I'd probably say 24. I mean, I would probably address guard at 24. And then I would probably I see what the Jets do with the receiver. I liked what you guys are saying about addressing receiver with one of those picks too. Because I do think the Jets are going to go after cornerback on defense. I think they're going to get an edge rusher. So I do think that the Jets got to bolster their offense through the draft early on. Hang on. Just one second, because I have to talk to you and the rest of these guys. What's this foregone conclusion conclusion that we have to draft a guard at 23 overall? Like, we, we can't – like, just because the top two guys are gone in free agency, we that's it? We're done? Like, Gabe Jackson's out there. We, we can't get him? No, I mean, it's a great point. You have Creed Humphrey, who, according to Tony Pauline, the Jets are really high on. He's a center. We can move McGovern to guard. He's not a first round. I mean, I don't think he's a first. He hasn't been mocked as a first rounder. We can't get him at 34 or possibly in the third round. Or you got the kid from Alabama, Brown, who's a mauler. You put him next to Becton. Those are two huge bodies in the run game. They're going to be cleaning up. Like, don't, don't reach for a guard at 23. Because look at all the free agent guards right now. Are any of them first round picks? Bring up a good point. Don't believe so. I do like Gabe Jackson. He's a big boy. Mm-hmm. Like one of those lunch pail guys where, you know, in the run game, he's going to make those. He's what you just need those nasty players on your team. And Gabe Jackson's what he reminds me a little bit of Willie Cologne was for the Jets. Just one of those really scrappy, like, you know, I'm going to punch you in the mouth kind of guys. I like that. I think that's what we need. Um, so what other, like, where, where would you go with cornerback? Like, draft free any names on free on the free market that you like or I like Shaquille Griffin that you brought up earlier from Seattle I think he's one of the better cornerbacks remaining on the block like uh, Spano was saying last week Sherman you know a bunch of Jet fans seem to think that he could come here but I agree I don't think that could happen so I think looking at it Shaquille Griffin could be I mean he's going to sign probably for what three years you'd say I'd say probably around nine million dollars but I feel like yeah investment yeah, that's – apparently him and the Seahawks are far apart. Through the draft, if I'm improving on defense in the first round, I would probably look at one of the uh, linemen from Miami. Uh, uh, edge rushers. Pick. Yeah. So, yeah, like, Jalen Phillips, Rousseau. Yeah. Yeah, I Connor – dress corner there. I would go probably edge. Connor didn't like Rousseau. Oh, no? Oh, yeah. No. Connor, hate, he Connor he had, hated him. Third round Con- grade, he said. Yeah, Connor didn't like him. Connor did like uh, my guy. Just saying, Aziz Jalari. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in edge of 23 is obviously not a bad idea. I think I forgot to say it on on one podcast, but pro football focus grade uh, last year, 15 of the top 20 edge rushers were first-round draft picks. So something to note. Yeah, that, that is definitely something to note. So you like edge rusher at 23 or guard receiver kind of off the board with Corey Davis now, or you still think we, there's work to be done there? No, I like, yeah. You can go. No, I'm sorry, Sean. You go ahead. I mean, you know, I'm a Kadarius Tony guy. So if we cut Crowder, spend that money elsewhere, maybe, I mean, Corner. a lot of positions we could spend that money, but Tony in the slot, uh, Mims and Corey Davis. And I saw Perryman maybe as they like to bring oh, him back, maybe as a four or five. <laughs> no. 
No. Not my idea. Come on, just the report vibes. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead, Brian. No, um, I still definitely think there's work to be done with the receiver. I really like that idea of cutting Crowder, freeing up that cap space, and addressing it through free agency. But if that doesn't happen, they definitely have to address it in the draft. So here's a scenario that we've gone back and forth about. Let's say the Jets are on the clock at – let's go with 34. Let's say Travis Etienne or Najee Harris is on the board. Are you taking him or are you passing based on the other needs that we have? No, I'm probably passing based on the other needs because even planning for it right now for agency, I think there are suitable options that you could go after at running back to not put yourself in that position. Like we brought up Marlon Mack, Jamal Williams, guys like that. So I would plan around that so you could use that pick to fill other needs. ETN at 34, though. It's tough to pass. That's <laughs> yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> like he's pretty – what did he run, like a 4-4 flat at his pro day yeah. or something absurd? He's yeah, pretty he's nice. Got a lot of holes. He's, he's pretty nice, though. I gotta <laughs> no, say, he is. no, he definitely is. Um, so okay, so no running back. So Jamal Williams and maybe like a day three running back is what you're saying. So how do you feel about the current running backs on the roster? Like, do you believe in? I mean, Michael I P. Ryan, Ty Johnson. Just Ty Johnson. I don't think P. Ryan's really anything. But I saw a little bit out of Ty Johnson. You know, you could keep him around. You could see what he does. Dude. The amount of Jet fans that love Ty Johnson is absurd. Everyone is just bailing on P. Ryan. Like, I, I agree. I do like Ty Johnson. Definitely showed more, but did he? Did P. I get P. Ryan wasn't that bad. I mean, he was hurt for a lot of the year, playing in Adam Gase's playbook. And how can he get in a rhythm when a thirty-seven-year-old Frank Gore is getting twenty carries a game? Like, give the kid another shot. He could be like a Blau Pal type of player for us. I don't think people realize that. Seriously, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't think he's like a three three down running back, but I think he could be a complimentary piece. Um, that's not nothing, you know. I don't think he's a scrub. I just, I think we just still need to add one more guy into that running back group, at least one. And uh, Brian, my last question to you before we uh, say our closing remarks here: Give us your pick on where you think Sam Darnold gets traded to, and what you think Darnold could fetch in a trade, because we've been all over the map we honestly I think three of us kind of agreed on a spot but I, I want to hear what you have to say there let's see I'm gonna go with Chicago wow I that's don't a think, different one I don't think Chicago is gonna make the move for Wilson I think Wilson's gonna stay put in Seattle I think they're gonna figure that out and I think Chicago is gonna make a move for Sam Darnold I would say I'm hoping that the Jets get a second round pick and maybe I would say a fourth round pick maybe a fifth but I would definitely I mean I would take the second round pick and a later later pick. Good stuff too, Brian. I definitely uh, Chicago. I could see Washington football team is where we think. Um, you know, I think all three of us agreed on that one. I think Washington football team and the second place team to me would either be Chicago. The Seahawks trade Russell Wilson though. Yeah, if he goes, that's going to change everything. <laughs> we, 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 we can take him to the cleaners one more time for the one time. <laughs> a, a little, I, know we, I know I said we had our uh, closing remarks, but another little bit of breaking news. The Patriots signed another player. I see this. Wow. <laughs> I actually kind of like this, like, uh, like for us. For, <laughs> former Jet Henry Anderson gets a two-year deal from the Patriots. The Patriots are signing everybody. Literally everybody. I think uh, 
you know, it's like six signings today. I, that's everybody <laughs> said it, but if this was the Jets spending all this money, oh, they never learn. They spend all this money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, where's this gotten them? But the Patriots do it. Oh, watch out. Such a joke narrative. Um, closing remarks, boys. Any anything left on anybody's minds that they want to say? We'll be back tomorrow. We'll we'll be you'll you'll hear from us again at some point this week. Absolutely. Um, just anything. Um, I'll just, just to go Jets. Some, <laughs> I'll end with some positive remarks. You know, no matter what what happens this offseason, we're going into a season with no Adam Gase, with no Dowell Loggins, most likely no Sam Darnold. It's going to be a new team and a new era, and I think we're all excited. I'm all about the positivity as well. Just going off of what Sean said, I agree. I'm happy uh, a signing happened while we were mid-pod. Definitely brought up my spirits a little bit, so go Jets, man. Yeah, definitely hyped about Corey Davis. feel like that's some good luck that we got news of that during the Jets' way pod. Appreciate you guys having me on, and I'm looking forward to hopefully the Jets signing an edge. I think that's coming soon, so I'm looking forward to it. Brian, great having you on, man. Definitely a pleasure. Hope to have you on again soon. Uh, the three of us will be back here tomorrow. Maybe if there's some unforeseen breaking news, <laughs> maybe you know I'll, I'll get I'll, I'll pull like what I did with Salah when he got hired. Maybe we'll get up out of bed at 11 midnight and we'll hit the studio. But um, probably this is it for today, gentlemen. Talk to everyone tomorrow. And as always, Sean, go Jets. What's going on, everybody? It's yours truly. So we just dropped the show, uh, live reaction to Corey Davis signing with the New York Jets. Love it. Needed receiver help in the worst possible way. Now, as soon as we log off, we upload the show. Everybody's feeling great, all pumped up. The Jets come to terms with Carl Lawson. So I just kind of wanted to go through it quick. We will be back tomorrow night with another podcast talking about all the recent moves that the Jets made the work that still needs to be done, the whole nine yards. So Carl Lawson's an interesting one. Three years, $45 million. Joe Douglas spending money. It's official. We're here. We're players in free agency now. And Douglas is here to clean up. Carl Lawson, five and a half sacks last year, about 32 quarterback hits. That's a lot of money for a guy with not a ton of sacks. Not going to lie. So when you really think about it, you're not really paying him for what he did, so to say. You're paying him for what you think he's going to evolve to be. And playing next to Quinton Williams with Robert Sala in that attacking 4-3 defense, the Jets clearly think this guy is going to be a big-time player for them, or else they wouldn't have given him this much money. And it makes sense for the player because he's going to get another contract when he's 28. All right, He's 25 now. When the contract's expired, hopefully he plays out all three years. And, you know, the Jets are giving him a second contract. That's ultimately the goal here. This isn't the Mike McCagna Jets that are signing guys that are 28, 29 years old on their last contract. No, these guys want that second contract. Corey Davis also in the prime of his career, but I think he's like 26 years old, if I'm not mistaken. So Joe Douglas definitely doing his work. Uh, definitely more still to come. Wouldn't be surprised if they sign another receiver. Personally, I'd cut Jamison Crowder, bring in Juju Smith-Schuster to play the slot. You have Davis, you have Juju on the inside, and then you have Denzel Mims. Another pass rusher could be in the cards. Uh, definitely like Carl Lawson playing next to Quinn and Williams. Maybe a Kerry Hyder from the San Francisco 49ers. Shouldn't be too expensive. Definitely a ton more work to be done. Uh, excited to see it. This looks like a new era where the Jets are prioritizing playmakers, uh, pass rush, guys that are in the prime of their careers, hungry, 
buying into a program, uh, an infrastructure that's being put in by this new head coach, and I'm really pumped up to see it. Carl Lawson uh, is a welcomed addition to this pass rush, should be uh, in plenty of opportunities to succeed. Is the Trey Hendrickson dream, quote-unquote, over? I don't know. Uh, Definitely reasonable to think. Hendrickson was probably looking at around the same price, maybe a little bit less than Lawson. Who knows? But if I had to choose the two, I definitely would have went with Lawson. I felt like Hendrickson was the more realistic of the two um, based on all the reports that we've heard. So definitely excited with Lawson. Wouldn't be shocked to see them end up with another edge like I alluded to before. Maybe a Kerry Hyder, someone a little bit cheaper. I think Hendrickson's a little unreasonable. So what's next for the Jets? Who knows? Hopefully another offensive playmaker. Would like to see them get back into the interior of the offensive line. Maybe a Gabe Jackson that was just cut by the Raiders. It's going to be very, very interesting. So thanks again, everybody, for listening to the show. Uh, Lorenzo, Sean, and I, we, we really appreciate it. You people are great. And we'll be back tomorrow night with another podcast. So stay tuned. And as always, go Jets.